Boy, I hate to keep bringing you all this great news about the Big 12 Conference, but that's exactly what I've got for you on this show. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference. Always great to have you on board. Thank you for being here. Whether it's on Facebook Live, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And our podcast, our bread and butter, you guys are awesome. Thank you, as always, for uh, joining the show and for being a part of the show. So, you know, I just keep coming to you with this great news. But what do you want me to do about it? If the good news is there, you know I'm going to hammer that good news home. And this is the kind of news that should be screaming across your scrolls on ESPN. Not that anybody really watches ESPN outside of the games anymore, but it should be there. It should be plastered on TV sports websites and channels and everything else. It's not there. It's not. But we've got it for you here at Heartland College Sports. And what is that news? The TV ratings. TV ratings have been fantastic this season for the Big 12 Conference. And that is without Oklahoma and Texas making the championship game. So Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports had this big report And in this report, you know, he talked about how uh, Texas and Oklahoma are looking to leave the SEC by 2024. And we know that. We talked to you about it last week. Um, You know, I'd say more likely than not, those two schools are going to get out. But if I'm Brett Yormark, I'm making them pay a hefty price, hefty, hefty price. He's got all the negotiating chips here. Brett Yormark, if you want to make a poker analogy, Brett Yormark is sitting with that big stack. Got two people left at the table. He's got 90% of the chips, and he's sitting on pocket aces pre-flop. If you're that little stack, you want to go all in, you better make sure you have a damn good hand. And OU in Texas, they don't have a great hand. Now, ESPN and Fox Sports can push the envelope here because the Big 12 is in business with them. But, uh, you know, at least for the time being, I still believe the Big 12 holds the chips in this game of poker between these two sides. But we've covered that. We've talked about that. Buried in this piece by Dennis Dodd, it was a good piece by Dennis Dodd, but buried in this piece by Dennis Dodd is the following information. He says here, OU's television ratings were down significantly during an uncharacteristic 6-6 and season. He says, industry analysts told CBS Sports that ratings of games involving the other eight current Big 12 schools were up almost 50%. You heard that right. Let me repeat that for you in the back row. OU's ratings were down significantly during a 6-6 season. Industry analysts told CBS Sports the ratings of games involving the other eight current Big 12 schools were up almost 50%. 50%, 5-0, not 1-5, 5-0. That is enormous. Enormous news for the Big 12 Conference. And I'm not surprised, this or you. I mean, think about the stories in the Big 12 this year. Think about how great this conference was watching it top to bottom. You got TCU with the 12-0 regular season, who is now going to the college football playoff. First Big 12 team not named Oklahoma to do that. You've got Kansas, who started off 5-0, and had college game day, is going to a bowl game for the first time in 15, 14 years. Kansas State has its best year in a decade. They win the Big 12 championship for the first time since 2012. 
I'm just thinking who else? Oklahoma State obviously struggled down the stretch, but the Cowboys were in the top 10 for a period of time. Uh, let's see who else. Texas Tech, a surprising season. First year under Joey McGuire. Fun team to watch. I mean, Iowa State wins one Big 12 game, but early in the season, they're 3-0. and They finally win the Iowa game under Matt Campbell for the first time ever. There was even some juice early on for Iowa State, go figure. Like, I, I mean, and uh, let's see, West Virginia. The non-conference games they played against Pitt. They played against Virginia Tech. That gave them some juice early on going in the conference play. I know it was all downhill from there, but you get the point. This was a thrilling season of Big 12 football, and it felt like every game came down to a score either way. It was obviously and clearly the most competitive conference in the country, hands down. Not even debatable, not even close. And it wasn't just like, well, a bunch of mediocre teams, because that's how so many in national media try to portray it, right? They're like, ah, it's a bunch of, yeah, so-so teams. I mean, the games are fun, but no one's that good. Really? No one's that good? Nick Saban's praising Kansas State in his press conference this week. TCU, I think a lot of people are sleeping on TCU going into this Michigan game. I was watching one of the uh, you know nonsense bowls over the weekend, and Pat McAfee was on the call, and he's like, man, TCU's a bunch of big dudes. Don't overlook them. He said they can play with Michigan in the trenches when it came to toughness. I'm paraphrasing, but he was basically saying, hey, if you're overlooking this team, that's on you. TCU's the real deal. And this conference, top to bottom, is the real deal. And it's at the very top, all the way down to the very bottom, as competitive as, as it gets in the country. So I'm not surprised by this news. I just wish that this was like a bigger headline. I'm just reading Dennis Dodd's piece about OU and Texas and leaving early and everything else. And then I stumble upon this gem that says the ratings of games involving the other eight current Big 12 schools were up almost 50%. Who else in the country can say that? I bet you there's nobody else in the country who can make that claim. There's no way. I mean, this is an enormous piece of information. And then you've got ESPN and you've got Fox Sports obviously committing to another uh, several years in this Big 12 contract. And this is a freaking awesome piece of news. Yes, I said freaking awesome piece of news. I am so excited by this. For this league, for this conference, and what it means for Brett Yormark and the future of the conference. Uh, but you know what? They've got to promote the heck out of this. And if it's true, here's what should happen. If this is true, if the Big 12 has this data, and you know Brett Yormark is a TV guy. He's a media guy. He gets it. He's savvy. If you can, and I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not questioning Dennis Dodd's reporting. I'm just saying, if you've got this data, get it out there and blast it. I mean, blast it out there to anybody who will listen, because this is the kind of stuff that you got to make sure that the country knows, that you got to make sure people are paying attention to, they understand, they digest it, and you blast it on social media, because I promise you, and we know who they are. I mean, we rag on them all the time here at Heartland College Sports. The typical folks aren't going to promote it for you. They're just not, they're not going to do it. They don't have any incentive to do it. They don't care to do it. They're not all that interested in doing it, I hate to say. I think the Big 12 social media game has picked up quite a bit uh, just since your mark kind of came into the mix here. So I, th that's something that's encouraging to me. 
It's a big deal. And then when you look at this thing as well, I mean, one thing the Big 12 did a very good job on when it came to its uh, social media presence over the last several days. I don't know if you saw this, but they highlighted, and then we shared it, by the way. We shared it on our uh, on the website at heartlandcollegesports.com. One thing that the Big 12 did, it shared a big graphic that said, Happy Bowl Season. Big 12 football holds the best FBS bowl win percentage over the past two seasons. And it's got the Big 12, Sun Belt, Mountain West, Big 10, SEC, MAC, AAC, Conference USA, ACC, and Pac-12. The Big 12 has an 833 winning percentage in bowl games over the last two seasons. The Big Ten has won 60% of its games. The SEC, 57% of its games, bowl games over the last two years. ACC, 18% of its bowl games over the last two years. And the Pac-12 hasn't won a single bowl game the past two years. Put that into perspective. The Big 12 has won 83% of its bowl games the last couple of years. This is not close. This is not close. And kudos on the Big 12 for bringing this up. It has been an absolutely outstanding couple of years for the Big 12 in bowl games. And, I mean, that's something that they have been very clear about. They have promoted. They have pushed. And uh, you know what? I just want to see more of it. So I don't think that would have happened under the previous regime. I don't. And I'm glad that it's happening now. And you know what? As someone that's obviously... Uh, Cover this conference for many years. I think about these last two years of bowl games, they've been awesome. Two years ago, the Big 12 went 5-0. and Iowa State won the Fiesta Bowl over Oregon. The Liberty Bowl, West Virginia beat Navy. Oklahoma smoked Florida in that Cotton Bowl. Texas rolled Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. And Oklahoma State beat Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl. And last year, the Big 12 went 5-2 and in bowl games. So that's a combined 10-2 and the last two seasons. You had Texas Tech win the Liberty Bowl over Mississippi State, RIP Mike Leach. West Virginia lost the Guaranteed Rate Bowl to Minnesota. Iowa State lost the Cheez-It Bowl to Clemson. And then the other four games were wins. Oklahoma beat Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma State beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Baylor beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. And then K-State beat LSU in the Texas Bowl. But don't worry, the SEC teams, they don't care about bowl games. You know, after the regular season, though, what, what do they care? I mean, they're all living vicariously through Alabama and Georgia anyway. So, you know, they, they, they don't care. They don't actually count as losses. They're not into the games. What's it really matter? Obviously, tongue-in-cheek, but just pointing it out. So kudos to the Big 12. Now, the other tidbit, Pete Mundo here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It is great to be with you. There was another great tidbit in this uh, Dennis Dodd piece, CBS Sports, talking about OU and Texas trying to leave the Big 12 by 2024 to officially become members of the SEC. And this was interesting. It was the concept of Bedlam continuing after OU bolts for the SEC. So here's what Dennis Dodd reports. Dennis Dodd says Texas and Oklahoma are using SEC TV consultant Alan Gold to facilitate a deal, according to CBS Sports. The idea would be to use games as a currency. 
Atoning for the viewership decline with Texas and Oklahoma playing a selection of future non-conference games at Big 12 schools. So basically what that means is that OU and Texas would agree to some non-conference games against Big 12 schools to leave for the SEC early. An industry source told CBS Sports, quote, they would have to play games in the Big 12 footprint so Fox and ESPN can have value. If ESPN and Fox are happy, the Big 12 would be happy. He says that could potentially lead to the continuation of the Bedlam series between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State that was expected to end when OU joined the SEC in 2025. So the suggestion here is that you could end up in a situation where Bedlam continues as a non-conference game in exchange for OU leaving for the SEC early. Now, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you're sitting there and you're saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I want no part. I forget them. Let them go. I want no part of this. I want nothing to do with the Oklahoma Sooners ever again. Well, not so fast. Not so fast. I know it's emotional. I understand. You want to give the double middle finger to OU, to the OU fans. This game has not been kind to you on the field. I understand all of that. I'm sympathetic to all of that. You know how I feel about how this departure for the SEC went down. I don't have to repeat it. But if, if OU leaving early for the SEC nets tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars for the Big 12, which will directly and indirectly help Oklahoma State, and then you get OU in Stillwater another time or two after they leave. Listen, I look at that and I say, that seems like a win-win to me. First off, it's great. Let's just call it like it is. It's great for business. Bedlam is good for business and small business in Stillwater when the game is there. It's good for the state of Oklahoma, small business. I used to live down in Woodward. This show, we have radio affiliates all over the Big 12 footprint, and one of our radio affiliates happens to be Z92 Radio in Woodward, Oklahoma, where I used to work. And I'll never forget going to bars during the Bedlam game, and I'm telling you, some of these bars, the turnout they would get for the Bedlam game, just people showing up, grabbing a beer, nothing crazy, but the turnout that they would get for the Bedlam game is more than I'd see most other times of the year, maybe any other time of the year. It was just great. People coming together, watching OU, Oklahoma State, taking in Bedlam, both sides of it across the bar. It was fun. And that was obviously, you know, two hours away from either location. It is a thing, a game. The state comes around. People in that state understand that and appreciate that. The one caveat is that if OU and Texas want to leave early and if Fox and ESPN say, hey, you got to continue this series, to me... If I'm Brett Yormark, what's my negotiating chip here? Fine. But the game's got to be on the Big 12 campus, meaning Oklahoma State, if it's Bedlam. If it's Texas playing Texas Tech, game's got to be in Lubbock, at least to start. Same thing in Lubbock. Good for business out there. Small businesses out there thriving on the Texas Longhorns coming to town. Right? I mean, maybe it's uh, Texas playing Baylor or TCU. I would assume it'd be someone down there if we're talking about trying to maintain some rivalry action uh, for those two teams when they leave. You do that. You continue that. 
That's the play. That's the move that should be made. Make OU and Texas, if they're going to negotiate their way out early, if they're going to commit to future non-conference games against current Big 12 schools, then you know what? Make them on the Big 12 campus. At least start it. If you're doing a series, right? If Bedlam's going to continue for three years, make sure that the series begins on the Big 12 campus. That's how it should go. That's, that's how I want to see this play out if OU and Texas do bail early and if part of the agreement, which wouldn't be shocking to me, if part of the agreement is, hey, we're going to commit to some non-conference games against our old Big 12 foes, and okay, that's great, but it's going to be on our turf. That's got to be part of the deal if I'm Brett Yormark, no ifs, ands, or buts. So I, I know and I've heard from a lot of Oklahoma State fans who hate everything about this, who want no part of it, who are like, good riddance, OU. Your guy, you guys are leaving. Sayonara. See you later. You know as well as I do, the TV network's going to have a role in this. They're going to have a role in this, and the TV network's going to have a say in all this. This is not going to be as simple. This is not going to be as easy as just, well, Mike Gundy doesn't want to do it. I, okay, well, great. Mike Gundy doesn't want to do it. In the end, you know what? Someone's got to pay Mike Gundy his $7.5 million salary. And when OU and, Tech, when OU and Texas leave and Fox and ESPN are still in bed with the uh, Big 12 and the SEC to some degree, and uh, they say, hey, we need this to happen for our pockets, and we're paying you guys almost $50 million a school per season to air your games, you're going to make it happen. Uh, it, it's, it's in a way, it's, it's like the mafia. And the mob boss is Fox and ESPN. They're the mob bosses here. They own all of these conferences to some degree, and they know it. And that's why they're the ones that can pull the strings better than anybody in the background. It's not going to really matter if Oklahoma State says, oh, we don't want to play OU anymore. Well, guess what? This is how it's going to work. And that's part of the agreement when you've got these places paying you $50 million per school per year for the football contracts. That's just going to be part of the game, like it or not. It's, uh, it's crazy, but it's the game that we're all playing. All right, interesting times, interesting times, interesting times. Uh, just a couple of things here. Matt Duggan has declared for the NFL draft. Uh, and listen, I'm looking at this and saying to myself, good for him. I don't know if Max Duggan, I'm not an NFL draft expert. I do know this. Someone's going to get a steal with Max Duggan. He's not a first-round pick, probably not a second-round pick. But someone's going to get a steal with Max Duggan. Look at what Brock Purdy's doing with the 49ers. You see that? I'm telling you, some of these Big 12 quarterbacks, uh, they just don't get the respect that they deserve, especially you know when Lincoln Riley was here turning out Heisman Trophy winners every single year. But I remember Brock Purdy got drafted. I'm not saying I predicted he'd go 2-0 as a starter this year, but I'm like, that's a steal for the 49ers. He fits Kyle Shanahan perfectly. Mr. Irrelevant could very well be heard from. And now he's 2-0 as a starter for San Francisco. Duggan's going to be a steal. Am I predicting he's going to play as a rookie and, you know, do anything crazy? No, but dude's going to be a steal. And then as we expected, uh, B. John Robinson. And this is anybody who's been paying attention understands that this was always a long shot uh, for this guy to ultimately end up coming back. He is going to the NFL draft you can't blame him one bit. He's a running back. Running backs get banged up. They've only got so many carries in that body. And when they know that they can turn themselves into a top 
60 pick, you know, first two rounds, what I think Bijan Robinson definitely can do, then you got to go. I don't care if Lamborghini is going to give you two of them. It just doesn't matter. You've got to go. Bijan Robinson is doing the right thing. He's making the right play for himself, for his future, for his family. He's done everything you could possibly do at Texas. He's proved it all. And uh, now it's time for him to go make that coin. It was always a long shot. But I understand Texas fans held out hope for Bijan Robinson to come back. But it's not going to happen. Nor should it, for that matter. Wrapping it up, Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Subscribe. Join the show on YouTube. As many of you are, thousands of you are, every single week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Of course, share it on Facebook Live. The podcast, we've always got those Heartland College Sports koozies for you. When you leave a rating and a review on iTunes and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thank you for all you guys do. Uh, Hey, have a Merry Christmas. We've got more content that's going to be coming your way. I've got a full bowl preview. Uh, bowl picks and preview for every Big 12 game I'm going to drop uh, this week as well. So be sure to look out for that. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you're getting in the Christmas season, the Hanukkah season. That's underway. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great night. Talk to you guys. Take care.